Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. I'm Amanda. And I barely got here on time. There's a there's been so much going on. We're uh, sickness last week. Uh, COVID scare this week. That's why we're going remote this time. Uh, it's uh, it's been hectic. I gotta go. I just got home from work. I'm still covered in dust, and I'm going right back after this. So it's uh, it's been busy. But I did play a lot of video games this week, so that's a good thing. I mean, at least you have to play some video games. At least you weren't trapped in California for two extra days. Yeah, well, trapped in California. Trapped in California. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no insult to California. It's just that we weren't planning to be there an extra two days. For those who don't know, we were there on vacation. And uh, my wife had a medical emergency, and we had to stay there for two extra days. And so when you're on vacation and you don't plan to stay on vacation, it's definitely a lot it's really awkward and especially if it's for something negative you know if you if you're like we're having such a great time let's stay two more days that's awesome uh hey um i'm have to go to the hospital is not awesome it's the opposite yeah. of awesome. Yeah. if i don't get surgery i'll die yeah. it's not a good reason <laughs> yeah yeah true yeah no. i don't even uh, think the weather can help that yeah uh yeah let's get on the radar I guess, right, Bobby? Yeah, let's do it. Why don't you start us off? Uh, sure. Uh, these are games that have come to our attention, but we have not been able to play or something like that. Um, so anyway, uh, Telling Lies is uh, the newest game from the guy who saw Bar- Barlow, Sam Barlow. Mm-hmm. He's the one who did, um, did her, story. Uh, her story. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's mixed, it has mixed reviews. It's way down uh, 67% right now with uh, under 1,000 uh, uh, reviews. Uh, I started reading some of the re- uh, the reasons why, and it seemed to be all over. There wasn't one glaring thing uh, other than um, maybe the mechanics weren't explicitly explained. Uh, you have to kind of like go in there and figure it all out yourself. Um, if you don't know what kind of videos or movies, games these are, it's a game full of videos um, of people talking, and you watch them all and try to solve whatever the mystery is. I guess this one's about a guy who was dating a lot of women and like ruined their lives, and you have to. There's something. There's something in there. Um, I don't know how strong or how easy the mechanic is. But apparently, you can cross-reference one video with another. So if somebody says uh, the word love, you, that's the one that's highlighted in the video, you can pause the video, highlight the word love, and then cross-reference it with all the other videos at every instance that was of anybody saying love. So, or whatever, whatever the subject matter might be. So that sounds pretty cool to me. Like, um, you know, if... If you start to find some clues in one certain thing, you could search all the videos for a keyword. And so that sounded cool, but apparently people aren't digging this one as much as her story, which was kind of a phenomenon. I want to say it's the first like breakout big um, video. Uh, VH, what are they called? FMV. 
FMB, yeah. yeah. It was the first big breakout one of those uh, in recent history, anyway. Yeah, they were big in the 90s, and then they were always just kind of regarded as being silly. And um, her story came along in 2015 and blew everybody away because it was a detective game, really. You were playing someone who sat at a computer, and you basically just did queries, search words, into a database, and it would bring up random videos. So the story would unfold in many different ways, and it, it kind of depended on what search terms you, you'd type in. You'd get a little bit of the story through all these different videos, and eventually there were pieces to the puzzle, and you'd see one big story. So it was really just a, a phenomenal example of storytelling in video games, which I think is just so hard to do. Uh, so tell yeah, me obviously. This. Yeah, if you do it once, if you do it once, but then can't do it a second time, yeah, it's a very hard thing to do, right? Yeah, and everyone's getting their own individual experience. They're getting the same story, but it's unfolding in a different way. So yeah, everybody loved uh, her story. Telling Lies came out, and I know a big problem a lot of people had when this came out was you could not fast forward through the videos. I think there was something with the the controls, and that really frustrated a lot of people because. Some of the videos were pretty long, um, and if you wanted to fast forward to certain parts, um, you couldn't do that. I mean, there'd, there'd be like eight, nine minute videos. I think they got up to. Uh, so I know a lot like of people a, were frustrated. Um, yeah, I think it was a design choice. I don't think it would have just been done by accident. But it was. Um, I played this game. I played this game and I really like, uh, liked it. I interviewed Sam Barlow years ago about this and he's been working on a new game called Mortality that, does it have a release date yet? 2022 is a release date for Immortality. But huh. Telling Lies also has some pretty big actors in it. Uh, one of the girls was from Westworld. She played one of the robots in the saloon, one of the prostitutes. Yes. And oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it also had the little girl from Bird Box and something else. Uh, that little girl was in some other movie that was pretty big. And then also Logan, Logan Marshall Green, I believe his name is. Uh, he's been in lots of stuff too. So I mean, these are actually big actors. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, yeah, I I like these games. I always recommend them. Um, there's some other like new FMV games out there too, uh, like Late Shift and whatever company makes Late Shift. They've they've continued to make more and more, and those are more your standard FMV games. Those are all right, but uh, not not as good as this. Uh, Nick, Lost Ark. Yeah, so Lost Ark is. Hmm, what, I'm gonna. S- explain how my uh, friends explained it it's a weeb uh diablo clone and so it's um it's very anime-esque as far as like the aesthetic um as far as like the gameplay goes it's um essentially diablo uh, as far as the game goes it's very easy to get to level 50 which is the soft level cap and level 60 is the hard level cap um takes about like a week of gameplay to get to level 60. Um the animations look great. Um the gameplay looks great. Um the story is as much as the stories you can get with most of these games. It is free. Um oddly enough though, on the store page for this game, uh I didn't know this before, but now they start saying that it incorporates a third-party DRM. 
Have you guys ever seen that before? Oh yeah, I've seen that of lots of times. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that it was like a big red banner anymore. So, hmm. yeah, I any Danuto game much. will have that. I think a lot of the Ubisoft games you'll see it on. Huh. Yeah, God, I believe God of War has uh, a new a new one too. Um, the big the big complaint is that it's it drags down your performance. Um, yeah, I think was it Denovo was uh, like really on the hot plate for it for um, when somebody did some tests and post them online. But that was years ago. I'm sure they. Well, what, what happened was usually you you can I mean you can benchmark a game, but what happened was the company that developed the game messed up and there were for a very short period of time, two versions of a game out there, one with the Novo, one without. So people were able to run parallel benchmarks. I can't remember which game that was. This is about three years ago, but there's never been an opportunity to like, benchmark exact same version of a game, but one with the Novo and one without to really see what the impact was. It was significant. Too, when they, they tested it so yeah i was not thrilled about that but as far as the start, um I, I will check this out dude overwhelmingly but 95 percent, 2000 reviews and free yeah Shit. and and that's it's why everybody's week week. everybody's definitely playing it and th- and that's why i heard about it and like the other reason why like it's on my list is that on the top selling right now is all of the founder packs like hmm. the things that like because it's free, like you know what they sell is founder packs, which are like the loot boxes for like skins and stuff and other things in the game. So yeah, it's um it's like they're they're making their money somehow because it's like the top selling shit on on uh on Steam right now. That's good to know. I mean yeah, it's cool that you have. I, I think that makes it sound even better to me. You know, if people are trying out something free and then actually spending money on, on top of that, that even gives me more hope for the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let's they... see. In a founder's pack, this is what you get three day head start. You know what that means? 7,000 royal crystals, uh, exclusive mount, pet, and skin, another skin, character expansion slot. Founder's title, wallpaper, exclusive structure, 60 resurrection feathers, 50,000 silvers, a whole bunch of stuff. It looks like currency, cosmetics, and I don't know what that three-day head and start is. I think it means you get to start the game early. Like, the game I gets think released on access. the 11th. Yeah, well, it's it's released on this Friday, and so a three-day head start to me tells me that you're able to play the game tomorrow if you right. buy yeah. ahead. Um and the expansion slots. That's a that's one. Of, that's how For more characters, right? Yeah. Oh, is that mm-hmm. what it is? Because in Path yeah. of Exile, I think you like Path of Exile is free, free, free. But and I think the only thing they charge you for, I think, is like more bank space. Yes, I think more that's bank how they space and more inventory oh. space, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's similar to what oh. the old Republic does. Star Wars and yeah. Republic. Yeah, there's a million really ways to monetize out. those games, but making money off of it so people are happy about it not complaining um yeah yeah i want to check that out good good pick there nick about time yeah it's a good pick <laughs> oh. i'll be checking this out myself i think i'll preload the game 
uh, Kingdoms Reborn? Yeah, so Kingdoms Reborn is a city builder. Um, reminds me very much, of course, as with other city builders in a sense of Age of Empires, but uh, you get to grow your kingdom through eras, just kind of like Age of Empires, but it's overwhelmingly positive recently and still like a 90% positive rate out of 3,300 uh, reviews. It looks nice. It um, It has a $20 price tag, but it seems like you can play with your friends either as a co-op as i'm not sure the extent of that though like i wonder if that's going to be with quests or you know you just build up together against computers like you would age of empires but i don't know i like i like this i like the design of it and it seems it seems like it would be fun uh price is right and it has penguins how can you possibly go wrong exactly it's the first city builder i've ever seen with penguins <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but how are the pi- penguin physics? That's right. <laughs> First, it was beavers. To survive, now it's yeah. Penguins. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Building a zoo. Not so you guys think that uh, it's about penguins. Uh, it just, I just all happened to see some penguins on the shore. It's not a penguin game. <laughs> um, I'm gonna re. I'm gonna go over these games a lot. You know, I listened to the podcast, um, the one you guys did. Uh, actually, I watched it live, and. It is rough, man, not knowing what game we're talking about. Like, obviously, we say it at the top, but we just got to say it at the top and the bottom. So I'll take care of it. And I know that, like, I try to go down the list, but that doesn't really help. So I'm going to try to hit it at the very end. So far, we've done Telling Lies, um, Lost Ark, and the last one Amanda just talked about was uh, Kingdoms Reborn. Uh, So uh, somebody put this on the Discord. And you can, too. You can go to Discord and put things on the radar, and then we pick them out and we talk about them. It's almost like you're on the podcast, but not as cool. Um, so, By the way, it was uh, to interject. It was Captain Gummy that posted it. Uh, um, so it's of uh, Kingdoms Reborn oh, is gotcha, uh, gotcha. what Captain Gummy posted. Yeah, and it's an eight-player multiplayer, so maybe future game night. Yeah, for sure. Uh, or the... Uh, Lost Ark too, um, being free. Agreed. Those are great. Those are great for uh, uh, game nights. Um, so a township tale. So uh, somebody put this on Discord as well, and uh, some investment company gave these guys some crazy amount of money. I forgot what it was, like fourteen million dollars, um, based on what they had made so far, and um, they thought it was really promising, so I was like, okay, if they thought it was that cool, let me look into it, see what it is. So it's a VR game where uh, you have no legs, uh, but that's not the whole thing. Uh, they just haven't put the legs in the game yet, or, oh. or maybe maybe they just like couldn't get them to look normal in VR, you know, since people teleport around or however they make they move. So anyway, um, and you have you build a town. So it's all like um, there's not a whole lot of magic or anything like that. You're you have a town to build, so you have like hunters, warriors. I don't know what the warriors are fighting. There's smiths, miners, like you know a lot of menial work. Carpenters, and you're working together. And I think it's a persist persistent town. So it it's a city builder in a completely different facet. You're the actual citizens that are doing all the grunt labor. Um, I. I always I have this theory about these games and how many games guys do you chop down trees and make things out of trees? 
Like it's therapy, Emilio. Like fifty percent? <laughs> I don't know. Some crazy amount. It's insane. Oh my I'm surprised. Goodness. I'm surprised the uh, in between round for uh, Street Fighter where you used to break the car. I'm sure there's not a, a tree chopping fucking scene there now. But anyway. I really do think these things like speak to our like past because this is all the shit that we've done for 200,000 years, you know? And so people want to get back to that kind of stuff, even though they don't really want to, not with all the dysentery and whatnot. But I think this <laughs> just like speaks to people's soul. Like, why would people play a game about working? It's strange. It's strange to me. But anyway, um, that's how I feel uh, about Overcooked too, dude. There, there, is a, there is a people that only play those games, and they're called German people. Yeah, or they only no, Bob, play simulator games. Dude, Bobby loves cleaning up after people in video games. He loves fucking, um, I don't know what else. Oh, a bunch of menial task games, farming sims, all kinds of stuff. Uh, you want to explain? Yeah, that's, that's where Nick and I come in. Nick and I are the ones that spend a ton of time chopping trees and Ark. Yeah, oh, taming yeah. dinosaurs. Oh. A million sheep. That's what I want. I just want a sheep farm and chopping wood. I want wood. my dodo army. That's what I want. Yep. But it's pretty interesting, right? Like uh, a city builder from the peasant's perspective. I like that. And in VR, too, with like your whole community, yeah. there's a whole Discord and everything you can join and really get, I'm sure, sucked into that for sure. <laughs> It'd be awesome. Yep. So that's that a township cool. tale. No Close to the sun days. I'm gonna skip your stolen round because I have that on my highlights. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's true. Um. So yeah, close to the sun was brought to my attention by Sanguine Souls, and it's like in a story-driven kind of like it seems like a, a, a walking simulator in a way. But it looks like the storyline is really good. It's got mostly positive reviews. Um. You're essentially on a boat, and you find this huge ship. Uh, in the international waters and it turns out to be like tesla's helios like scientific research thing but like nobody's there and you're trying to find your sister and it seems like everything's quarantined they talk about how there's something that broke out and there's these like really creepy looking creatures that come and chase you or like kind of guide you through the story i guess that uh they're referred to in the video as like the an uh the antibodies is how they refer to them which i think that's pretty funny it's super analogous or whatever to uh you know the pandemic it's <laughs> That's interesting, um, but it looks cool. Like it, it kind of gives me Bioshock vibes, and I just think it it looks neat. So you know, and if I can work up the courage to play this, I will because it is scary. At least it seems scary enough to me to uh, yeah. mess me up. But it looks cool. I'll give you one guess at to one what point I noped out of it. I was like, oh, this is interesting, and at some point I was like, oh no, body flopping around the floor. No, I'll pass. Scary. Yep. Yeah, scary. Yeah. It's 20 bucks, but it looks like it's a really solid game. And I don't know, maybe I'll have to get drunk and play this and then not worry about like screaming. Cause I like these, but at the same time, uh, I get spooked pretty quick. Uh, Amanda was telling me that uh, she never made it out of the first room in uh, Amnesia. There yeah, it Can't I'm do it. I made it out of the first room. Uh, honestly, psychological it. thrillers so, freak me so out even sad. more. I know. Yeah. So sad. It's all lost on us. Wow, this really does look like Bioshock, but I feel like it's okay to do that now because, I mean, who remembers Bioshock, right? Yeah, they yeah. remember it, but it, it's been old enough that, like, now it's an homage or... True. You know, yeah. A dedication. What was that game I played, Vaporum, where I was like, oh my god, this is just a 
a grid-based RPG Bioshock. Totally, totally ripped it off. And, and that could just be somebody who was like, oh, I, you know, it's my favorite game of all time, but I just wish it could be played in a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Could be something like that. Um, so Stray is my next one. And yeah, it's about a stray cat. Mm-hmm. Um, Jocko, get down. He's fucking eating pizza off of the counter. Jocko <laughs> is not the stray cat. Jocko is about to be a stray dog. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck was that, bro? He's never done that. Um, that I know of, right? Hey, where'd, where'd my burrito go? Anyway, um, so it's about a stray cat. It's got really good graphics, actually. Um, the I felt like the animations of the cat and stuff were really realistic. And I was like, oh, you know, it's like Goat Simulator or whatever. But I, this is an actual game with a story. Uh, it, it happens in a cyberpunk uh, universe, and there's some sort of Ghost in the Shell thing type going on uh but that's not even really what appealed to me to it uh to the game it was actually just a i don't need i'm not even a cat person but i was like hey this looks fun it'd be fun to be a cat for a day well it from what i saw about it because i actually was going to put it on my radar as well that i saw it was on yours but uh yeah i was looking into it too and it looks it looks really cool. It looks like kind of one of those like somewhat stealth games. And from some of the videos I watched of it, it's that like you're listening to other uh, people interact and talk. And like sometimes they interact with you as well as a cat. And it's like a lot of some of the missions and things you have to do, you have to stay out of sight and hide. And then some of them you are supposed to kind of be there and make a presence. So it seems like a, a decently thought out game, not just like, a oh, I'm just a cat. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know it'll be. It looks cool. I'm definitely interested in this myself. Which is what uh, Goat Simulator is, right? Oh, I'm just a mm-hmm. goat. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Well, I, I mean, think that's just like for the memes. Like yeah. yeah, it's for the memes, dude. Let's launch a goat into the air off of a, a telephone pole. You know, <laughs> not a ton of information about this. Uh, planned release is 2022, and that's it, pretty much. That's all. That's all you got. No price yet. So there was a game called Cat Simulator that came out a while ago. I don't know if it ever made it out of early access, but it was trying to be Goat Simulator, I think, but it was just nowhere near as good. But I always felt like that was just an untapped market because you look at like YouTube and cats get a bazillion views, and yet there's no game that really capitalizes on that, like people's fascination with cats. It just seems yeah. like, it, it seems so easy. It does. I agree. It's, I feel it's like, like a lot uh, of us own cats too, you know. I mean, Speaking I own of, two. Amelia owns two. Bobby, you can, I think hates cats. No, he he okay. likes cats. Yeah. He likes cats. He's coming around. He's coming around. <laughs> uh, so I clicked on the cat. developer. They've actually made a bunch of stuff. Um, so that we know about, they made Twelve Minutes. Nick, you played that, right? Um, yes, I love that they, game. It was awesome. Yeah, they it played. They made um, the Outer Wilds. Uh, what remains of Edith Finch? I love. I oh, love that's that such game. a good game. Yeah, it's fucking great. Uh, Journey. Yeah, they they have some good stuff under uh, under the belt here. So, um, yeah, looking forward to this next one. Uh, where are we at? Uh, so that's Stray about a stray cat. A little mm-hmm. on the nose there. Um. Yeah. But so what do we got next, Bobby? I think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no. Go ahead. 
I was going to say, I mean, we could easily lead into, you know, on the radar into the highlight and you can tell me a bit of how Stolen Realm was, Emilio. It's fucking great. It's so good. Um, so it's in multiplayer co-op RPG um, that takes all of the comp- complexity out of like um D&D and all that stuff it's it's the most ground down to just the fun aspect of it that I've ever played like there's a little town hub and then you go on a mission and then you uh you load in whatever skills you want you don't have any skills that you don't load yourself so you know what each one of them does and then you uh everybody on your turn on your team it was me and John. We played for probably two hours, three hours. Um, you take your turn. It's te- it's tactical turn base. So we all decide what we want to do, and then that happens, and then the bad guys take their turn. But um, I don't have to wait for John. He doesn't have to wait for me. We just do what we're gonna do. But there's a lot of communication between us too, like um, you know, just little things. But none of it was complex. It was like, let's take out the guy on the right first. He looks like the most scary one. Or let's take out the ads first. Um, or, you know, uh, he, I'll be like, oh, let's get the guys around you so you can do your cleave. And then um, I'll try to do my AOE on the same thing. So we're we're talking and we're being tactical. But even even the tactician part of us is, it's just so easy. It's just like... Um, a couple clicks and it's just all done there's no heavy story there's no and then the loot isn't like you know borderlands where you're getting all these guns you have to take time to look at your loot like the the loot is you know once in a while you'll get one thing and you check it out and so it's just all streamlined to keep it moving and keep it uh going at a nice pace and there's not a lot of stopping there's not a lot of having to explain anything you just play the game and you play i i keep saying it's D and fast forward um it's just that's awesome uh, i don't want to say dumbed down. yeah <laughs> i don't want to say it's uh dumbed down uh it's just streamlined streamlined to the nth degree it's a minimalist uh D, and for people that don't have a lot of time it's fucking great uh, i had a really really good time with this that's what a lot of people call uh, the fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons compared to um, Pathfinder because, like, Pathfinder is I can be a crab man that does also have a scorpion bottom with uh, a a fish head, while like in in fifth edition you're like I, I'm just a half orc, and yeah. like it, having a dumbed down version is sometimes what people really want, man. So. Yeah. If you front load too many rules, and I saw this with even board games um, at DLG Con, like if you just hit somebody with like way too many rules up front, like a laundry list of rules, it's got to be somewhat digestible, unless mm-hmm. you know um, you and those people have already been playing for games together for years, mm-hmm. something like no. that. Yeah, or like I, I had that issue with playing Settlers of Catan. Like if you if you have no idea how to play it, like or, or if your guide sucks, aka me, like the game's not fun at all. And it it if that's one of the game that just has a fuck ton of rules. And yeah, man. Um, so it's six player co op. So we can get a ton of people doing this 
and I, I assume it scales. I mean, we didn't have to go into a two-player dungeon. It just it knew what we wanted to do. Um, it does, uh, when you up the difficulty, um, it also ups the rewards, and I always like that about games. Don't just up the difficulty me and l- let me find my happy place. Like, no, l- give me more risk, and I'll take more rewards, you know? So, uh, yeah, um, you know, it's at an 82, 89 right now. Um, it's early access. It wasn't perfect. There's tiny, tiny little bugs in it, but not, nothing that stopped us. Uh, I I just love the accessibility, love the streamlineness, and yeah, it's uh, Divinity without having to create your character for the sixth time. You know what I mean? Hmm. And multi-classing, you just go to the other class and pick one of their skills. That's how easy multi-class is. That's it. Two clicks. That's nice. That's not bad at all. That's yeah, it's a awesome. good thing it's a fast-paced game because if you have six people playing co-op, that'd be so annoying having to wait for five people to take their oh, turns until you get to go. Yeah. And then uh, there's little things where like, you have to talk to each other because, you know, I'm playing a ranger and if I, I only get to shoot one arrow and John's just fucking... You know, the warrior starts slicing through all these people. If I shoot my arrow at the guy that he's intending to kill, I I lost my shot. Like, that's not efficient at all. So, you know, we're just constant in communication um, every turn. But it's fun. We're, we're solving the problem together. You know, it really looks, the graphics really look like the game that Nick and I have been playing. Um, for the king. For the king. For the king. Yeah, it's got that really blocky polygonal um, visual style uh, in the environment and the characters. Uh, I, I read a review. It said Divinity Original Sin plus For the King plus uh, Slay the Spire. Um, the reason Slay the Spire is because every time you uh, pass a level, um, you get like that branching path, and you get to see what's going to happen in those. So you could take a challenge you could take a mystery you could take an event you could take a shop um and then you you pick uh, but from the beginning you have to you can kind of see what what branching path you want to take so in that way it's very slay the spire hmm. yeah what's not to like good shit that was stolen Thanks. realm so i got my new monitor in today like literally Two hours ago, I was I was very quickly trying to set it up so we could do this podcast remotely, and uh, I still have a, a few more things to configure on it. Um, but it was supposed that's to be the, here on Friday. That's the box right behind us, right? Yeah, you can see I still have the box back there. I pulled yeah. it out of the box. First thing I did was hook it up and do a pixel test before I even set it up. So I have my monitors stacked. I have like a custom stand and I have one monitor below in front of my face and then another one up top. And uh, it's actually kind of a pain to set those up, which is why it took me so long. But before I even did that, did the pixel test. Everything looked good. Everything seems to be okay. I got lucky on that end because, you know, it's just so... I talked about this last week. It's a roll of the dice when you're buying a monitor sometimes. Um, but it, it's nice. I mean, this is my first ultra wide. The curve is very weird. It's, it's a subtle curve too. I think it's, they rate these, um, I think the lower than, or the higher the number, the less the curve. So this is like a 3,400 or something like that. I I can't quite remember. It's a subtle curve, but it it is kind of weird. 
it's a lot of space. I mean, that's nice. I haven't loaded up any games on it yet. We'll see how that goes. But the real reason I settled on this monitor, I got the the uh, Asus ROG, um, the, the 349C, the XG349C, like anyone wants to hear <laughs> model numbers. But, it's always it's always like a it, it's like a Scrabble game every time you buy shit now. It's never like the Asus Razorback. It's now like the Asus VG one oh three XXR. You're like, all right. Yeah, got a bunch of silly names. But the reason I went with this, so I mean I had some criteria, right? I wanted to get a fourteen forty P monitor. I wanted at least 144 hertz. This one overclocks to 180. I'm not doing that because I'm pretty sure that's what fried my last monitor. Um, and I wanted a low response time, one millisecond. And I also wanted an IPS panel. And that's really where the difference comes in. Like the IPS is the reason this thing costs 900 bucks. You could get something for half that price if you get a VA or a TN panel, but those just look so bad. That's what my second monitor is. And having used that for a week and playing like Deep Rock Galactic, which is a game that I know so well visually, like I could notice a difference. The gold just wasn't as bright. You know, it just, it looked, there was a big difference in color. So IPS is definitely the way to go. But the whole reason I settled on this one, really, it was between this and an LG monitor. I think I posted that in in discord the past week and i went with this one because it has a built-in kvm and i didn't even realize that for a while but that was like whoa that would totally change things for me so kvm if people don't know keyboard video mouse is what it stands for it allows you to plug one keyboard and mouse into something and then that splits it between two computers so oh What's great is because ever since I switched positions at work, I haven't really had an editing bay. I've been doing a lot of editing with the trackpad on my 13-inch screen on my MacBook, and it's been, you know, that's not very comfortable. So with this, I can plug in my MacBook, I can plug in my home PC, and then I got to set up the shortcut. But theoretically, I should be able to hit one button, and then I switch between controlling my uh, home PC or my MacBook, so I can switch to my MacBook and do the editing that I need. Super clean. So hopefully that's going to work out. I have not set that up yet because I just got all this up and running. But if that works correctly, then that's going to be really, really nice. It's going to be a bit of a game changer here. I've never seen that a monitor with a built-in KVM, but it makes total sense. So my keyboard and mouse are actually plugged directly into my monitor right now. Yeah, that that was when I got this one, the the Predator, Acer Predator. I was I was like, whoa! It, it has like eight USB slots in the back, and one of them is the three point oh. So, um, yeah, it, I mean, it shortens up the distance that it, all those things have to travel as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice for my mouse too because my mouse cable would always fall off the side and drag, cable drag, but. Yeah, the, the KVM, if it works great, like it's going to it's going to really help me out a lot. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this I, is kind of a preliminary view because literally the, the first thing I've ever done with this is what what I'm doing right now. I literally set this up like like two hours ago. Cool, man. I guess we'll hear next week on whether or not that shit worked. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just put it on the box of Bobby and pick it up. <laughs> Maybe yeah, I, I mean they don't have existed. a. I had to search through their FAQs to find like a, some documentation on how to set it up because it's not very. 
clear on how they do that. A normal KVN is super easy. Like it shows you where to plug everything in and there's just a button that switches in between them. But on a monitor, I'm not sure how exactly that works. Plus, you know, by next week, I'll, have, I'll be able to talk about gaming on it as well. We'll see how that goes. I'm really interested to see how. I've noticed just from doing some basic web browsing that some web pages are a little askew, like they're definitely not used to such a high resolution monitor or a 21 by nine aspect ratio is really the big, so. And that's kind of why I avoided going ultra wide for a long time, just because every, it's a 16 by nine world we're living in, really. Not a lot of things have made that jump to 20 by nine. But yeah, it, most it, games, I mean, I can't even name the last, well, Magic Gathering hasn't gone ultra wide, but besides that, I think everything that I play is, is um ultra right i guess by the way all the new stuff would be and then the older stuff is like you could just play that in windowed mode anyway like who really cares but yeah. speaking yeah. of magic the gathering have you seen the new set i have man i've been on the fence so much i have three days left to decide whether or not i'm gonna buy the pre-sale but i, I think i'm gonna go with no it's 50 bucks for the pre-sale you know it, it's a great deal and that's why they they, I've done it twice now, um, based on your your recommendation. Actually, um, you brought it to my attention, and uh, yeah. But it's like if they're gonna keep pumping out a set every month and a half, dude. It's fifty dollars every month and a half. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's every three and a half months, I think, is the official timeline. Not between uh, Crimson Vow and uh, Midnight Hunt. That that was. Pretty yeah, that was relatively that. quick, but I don't think Kamigawa is giving getting a second block. Yeah, well, but um, did you? Plus, it's hurting the podcast. You know, uh, me playing Magic Gathering. Fucking. <laughs> this every, is the first every, time we've talked about it. Like every single no, have... but I don't play video games because I'm playing fucking Magic the Gathering. That's why. Ah, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I've really cut back this week. That's why I got three games on my highlight list. Oh, okay. But yeah. I do like the neon colors. That is dope. Uh, the cyber, what was it? Kind of like cyberpunk, isn't it? Yeah, it's cyberpunk. Yeah, that. cyberpunky. Um, and that's all crazy. Like, who doesn't like all that? But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm just excited. So yeah, the, the colors yeah. on their website look so similar to the colors on our website. It's a little <laughs> weird. Oh, they stole yeah. it from us. Let's sue them for for packs. <laughs> they totally copied us. <laughs> A lawsuit. We want three thousand packs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, Bobby, are you going to be playing Out of Space on this ROG? <laughs> we'll see. I don't know if I'm going to give Out of Space another week. So I played it uh, this week. Picked it up. It's on sale for like five bucks. So why not? And uh, it's a good game, but I cannot, I, I can't really recommend it because it's not that, that good. It would probably, I did play single player and that's never that much fun, right? So maybe. Did you only play single player? Yeah, I only played single oh, player. Oh, dude, no wonder you didn't like it. No, you have to play it with people. You got to have friends. <laughs> no, I'm, I know it's friends. much better with That's with the issue. People. But the, the thing about it is I played the tutorial, then I played the first level. And I realized right away, like, what everything after that was going to be like. So you're, 
you're you're like building a uh, spaceship and you're laying equipment and stuff around. It's kind of uh, they they talk about it like your your roommates in a, in living quarters, but it doesn't really feel like that. Uh, you have to clean out areas that are infested with bugs and you have to fight them, kill them, throw them in a grinder, and then you've got to do other stuff too. Like you got to sleep, you got to eat, um, and the the bugs keep coming out of the vents and you got to keep fighting them back, and it's. I don't know. It, you can make these menial task games fun, but this one just felt like it really did feel like a lot of busy work. And I don't know if that would improve with multiple people. Um, it just. And the other thing, too, is I don't think you can find people to play this game with unless they're actually friends of yours, because I I waited forever in the queue and eventually you just time out. But it's not a whole lot of people playing. Let's see. I have this plugin installed. Uh, I can't tell how many people are playing. But it'll tell you when you're in the game, like how many are out there. But I was never able to. And, you know, it it markets itself as like this uh, roommate. You're, you're living in an area and you kind of design and create your own space. But it's it, it really didn't feel like I was doing any of that. It wasn't like, oh, it would be cool if I designed this room like like this and I put a plant here and that over there. It was mostly just like what's going to be most effective determines where I'm going to place things. And I don't know. It, I think it just bugged me because it didn't – you have to place items on like these little electrical panels so they get powered. And sometimes they'd be blocking doors. So like – you know the feng shui is just all off. It just didn't look right. It didn't didn't look pretty, and it bugged me. You didn't I was like, get I the wanna... color of the floors. What that's what it really was, right? You could <laughs> get the color of the floors black enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That well, you could get carpets. You could get carpets in this and cover up the whole floor, so you could change that. But it it didn't really feel like you were playing with like a dollhouse, you know, and designing your own your, your own living space. Uh, it it didn't have any feeling like that. You know, like Space Base DF9 or some of these other games where you're like building a building a base or a home. Um, it just it all felt just kind of like, well, I'm going to put this here. And as soon as you clean the last room and get rid of all the infection, the the level's over. So like everything you've done in the place is just gone. There's you don't really continue on, and uh, you know it's there's like a hard objective at the end. You achieve it, and then boom, level's over. So you don't really get a like, like in Ark, you would spend a lot of time building your, your house and, you know, it becomes your home and you become attached to it. There's none of that in this game. Um, yeah. So Bobby, would you say that it's lacking fun choy? Fun choy. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus. I mean, I, I don't necessarily, that. I don't necessarily agree with you, Bobby. And I mean, I feel like it's well worth $5. It's like, I could ease, I definitely recommend it for five bucks. I don't, yeah. uh, it's, to me, it's much more like Overcooked and Overcooked 2 than it is like The Sims, you know? Like, it's it's going to be a lot more of like, yeah, finishing these tasks. And it definitely is easier and, in my opinion, much more fun with people. Uh, because, you know, somebody always ends up kind of being the captain or working together to, like, execute these tasks and stuff. But they make it – I'm assuming they make it harder because I still found it difficult even when there was, like, four of us. Well, when the yeah. I, I don't know about multiplayer, but when you beat a level, the next level is basically the same thing, but a bigger space. There's more room, 
Yes. You also unlock different kinds of enemies as you go along. So some enemies are immune to being hit with the mop and some of them wake up when you throw water on them or this or that. So there's a little variation, but I don't know. Yeah, I am 100% sure it's better when you play with people. So I would, I would love to play with people, but I don't, I don't think I'd play this on my own. Yeah, Bobby, it's like you came and reviewed uh, uh, fucking... Disco Elysium, and you don't like to read. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, it's like you, you're reviewing Overcooked, and you haven't played multiplayer. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't know. I don't. I, I think Overcooked really relies on people assuming certain roles and working together in tandem. I don't know how this one would really play out with more people. Like. Like, okay, I'm like the guy who's going to fight or something. I don't know. I guess you could. That's how it was to me. Yeah. Like, I remember one of the levels, I was pretty much just on mop duty. I just went running around with the mop. And that's that's everything that I took care of. Like, it's, you you fill those roles. You end up naturally doing that with, like, a team that's going to work together, you know? I'm, I'm watching Bobby try to balance this out in his in his head. He's like, the game requires people, but I don't like people. So <laughs> I, love, I, I love co-op games. <laughs> I just couldn't find any to play with. Um, I mean, you know, I've been playing. I haven't been playing at times where I can meet up with a lot of people on Discord. But it just it sucks when you got a co-op game that doesn't have a big community you know, because it's that's just, true. You can't get into. It. And I've never seen that where it's just like you time out of waiting in a queue. And it wasn't like super long. It was maybe five minutes or something. I'd sit in the queue and then it just said timed out. I'd queue up again, time out again. So I thought that was just very strange. Yeah. So Bobby, you didn't pick up Dying Light 2. I did not. And I kind of forgot that that came out, even though commercials have been running for it on TV and uh, people have been talking about it on Discord. I, I played a little bit of Ready or Not, but not enough to really talk about it. But I still have to get into that game. So... Yeah, Dying Light 2. Did anybody play that? Yeah, I played it quite a bit. I bought it. I haven't played it yet. I I literally just went through like 10 minutes of the first scene, and that's it. Um, So, yeah, the reviews have been kind of all over the place. I I would say it kind of ultimately landed like at 82 or somewhere around there. I enjoy it. I don't see any glaring problems with it. Um, I found the, you know, you got to pay through like an hour of story before you get into the open world, the real game, you know, um, which uh, it, it was fine. The story's just kind of like a lot of tropey stuff uh, that I've all seen before, but I, I'm not, I'm not playing Dying Light for the story, and I'm surprised that a lot of people are, or pretend to act um get angry when when the story and dying it's a zombie game like how was the last time we got a good story fucking walking dead was the last time we got a good story in a in a zombie uh you know what i mean uh but anyway um once the real game starts um that's when it all the memories came back from dying light one you know the 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 tension that never lets up, you just know around the corners, it's just fucking anything, anything can happen at any time. Um, and you know, I'm always on edge when I'm playing this and then it's, <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing, but like, you know, there's a day night cycle and at night is when the real motherfucker come out. It's almost like 
it's almost like Disneyland during the day compared to night. And, um, you know, you start hearing the night ones before, before this, the sundown. So anyway, I was like, Oh, I better get to bed. Right. Cause it's fucking, it's getting dark. So I get there <laughs> and it's like, I'm, then I look at the clock and it's 25 minutes till fucking night. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm already, it won't even let me go to sleep. A real world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Just let me lay down. <laughs> let me lay down. But like, um, I, I don't want to deal with that shit at all. Um, I since then I have been caught out a few times and it hasn't been as bad. So, I, but I think it's because it's you know I'm at the beginning and it's, it's kind of winning me into the the terror. Um, I have seen some um, glitchy animations, some so uh, especially when I'm playing co-op. I mean. It, it, it rubber bands like a motherfucker. I think I think the netcode has a lot to be uh, a desire has a lot to be desired, but you can play and it doesn't seem to affect the gameplay at all. You know when you're playing with other people, sure it looks like they're over there, but uh, it's all working out between between you guys. Like uh, we had no problems like killing the same thing or anything like that it just looks weird he looks like he's jumping all around uh but it it does work out um besides that um the the music seems that it's played on broken instruments like on purpose it may uh, the whole time i was just like this music just seems weird it's off and i think that's that's even more to like it's all. It's also like it's also trying to get, give you this idea of like things aren't right. It's unsettling. The music's unsettling. It's trying to push this unsettling feeling throughout the game, um, and then also the architecture. You know, when we played the first game, it, it's all blocks. It's just like blocks. Everything's square. I forget where it is, Brazil or something, right? Um, it's just like concrete blocks. You know, houses. Um, here, there's a lot of curves and weird shaped shingles and stuff it's not it's not like a tradition like all platforms are it's just a weird shaped city too so um getting used to that one it it takes a a little bit it's taking a little bit more but i like it Uh, i'm having a good time with it i'm going to continue to play it um i'm not here for the story i'm here for the co-op and the and the and the jump scares stuff so i'm having a good time yeah i can recommend it 60 bucks is a lot of money uh, but I feel like if you don't play it while it's popular, um, you're not going to get the Then You're going to be playing fucking out of space by yourself, basically. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that to a certain extent. Like I would, I would think that, uh, when it goes on sale, I, I would recommend it, but I am here for the story. I did like dying lights story. The first one, <laughs> I don't think it's as good for the second one so far, but I haven't played it as much as you I think I have maybe a grand total of two hours in it I'd like to play it some more but I can't play it before I go to bed because I have the same problem which is that I am a big baby <laughs> when it comes to anything remotely scary so oh no um, the zombie gonna eat my brains <laughs> well I like it but it's like yeah as soon as it becomes nighttime all it reminds me of is like growing up in hanging out in the basement and then the lights go off and I am booking it to the top to get back into light dude because there is something behind me in the darkness in the basement and that that same feeling i feel as soon as it starts getting dark in this game and i'm like nope time for bed but as soon as it's daylight 
I'm like, oh, I'm all about it, dude. I'm running in there, killing zombies, like parkouring onto their face. Like, I ain't scared of them. Then then it's night, and I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, man. I, I think that's a great thing. Like, uh, a lot of games have day and night cycles, and doesn't matter. It's just darker version of the regular time. This is a completely different game at night. Um, I, you know, there was this point of interest where there was, like, a broken-down military vehicle or whatever, and I could not... I, I, I had just, just, I'm level one. I got nothing, right? I got whatever. So I'm trying to. You got like a stick. Yeah, I got like a stick. And so I'm trying to kill these zombies, but they're populating faster than I can kill them. And um, then I, uh, one of the guys with the gas tank on the back. So I hit that. I was like, oh, it'll blow them up. Yeah, it blew them up. But then it fucking attracted even more. I was like, there's no way I'm going to get to this thing. I said, fuck it. I'm going to leave it alone. So I go down the road. Uh, maybe like 300 feet and there's these uh, thugs you know they're like beating up some guy and um, I was like oh I'll beat them up and soon to find out I couldn't beat them either because uh, one of them has an, a siren and he starts like doing this siren thing making this siren noise and then all their buddies came and I was like oh fucking you know make lemons out of lemonade so i just kited them backwards and i was throwing rocks at them and i took them to the other thing which was pretty far 300 feet is like a, a good amount of space there was no line of sight i bring them all the way over there i got a gang fight and i climb up the thing and i just watched the gang fight work out until there's one or two left go down kill them and get all the spoils it was great and I, it was, i'm glad that the game allowed me to do that a lot of like a lot of games would not want you to do that, and they would put like a rubber band on the uh, on the mobs. Like they get to a certain point, and no matter what, they can't leave that. They got to go back to their their stationary point. And this one did it great. Um, I, uh, you know, you have to kind of think outside of the box sometimes on dealing with these, um, especially if you're underpowered. So I thought that was really cool. What you're describing, like those chain reactions and those synergies and stuff that's what makes me love dying light and that's what makes me love a lot of these games and that like i can't wait to play the game because of it but the thing is i have to beat the game in like fucking <laughs> like nine days <laughs> or Why like 10 days because like total war warhammer 3 comes out oh. so i have no time <laughs> 500 hours and 10 days go <laughs> yeah yeah i i think this is gonna be a game that we're gonna be playing for years actually um but, yeah, yeah, it feels very much like, you know, you you pick it up, you play it for like an hour to three hours and then you have to like take a break because it's a lot intense, but it was a lot of fun and you can't wait to do it again. Right. This isn't a game it's where you're intense. just going to play like 12 hours straight. You know, I don't see it being like that, but it is a game that you'll play consistently over time. It's fucking intense, man. Mm -hmm. um, although, you know, playing co-op, it helps with that a lot. You know, like we always say, it's a little more jovial, but dude, the sun goes down. And, it, you know, it's a compounding problem because, one, you can't see the ledges, and, two, you have to be on those ledges that you can't see. Uh, do I whip out my flashlight? I don't know. Something's screaming around the fucking corner that it wants to kill me. And, you know, you got you have all these, like, things going on. It, you know, I, I think it will ultimately be better than the first one. I don't think right now it is. Uh, but, you know, Techland, Techland's known for putting out one game and supporting the fuck out of it for a long time. So, um, yeah, this will probably be really good uh, in some time, but there's no reason not to play it now. Well, the first Dying Light, when did that come out? 2017? <sighs> I thought it was 2014. Looking it up, take, put your guesses in now. 
2015. And they supported it up until what, a year ago? Or I don't well, know. Well, they had lots know. of updates. They had that, um, that some DLC. Oh, God, that's a lot of DLC. They only had one pay. Didn't they only have one pay for DLC, a really big one? Uh, no, I say according that, to this, the ultimate DLC bundle goes for $75, and that includes season pass, lots of skins, L raid, weapon pack, cosmetic stuff. Yeah, they, they got a ton of DLC for that. And, uh, but seven what, years. Yeah, and you know, and that was Pretty their good. jam. Um, Another thing, I mean, you'll see, you're seeing this more and more in zombie games, but um, as the crazy zombies go out into the streets at night, you can go into their nests, and that's where the good shit is, um, because they're not at home, and that's like a big mechanic in the game. But one, you have to be out at night in the first place, and two, you have to go in their fucking home, which isn't completely empty and scary as shit. But that's where the best loot is. So. Um, that's that's my plan when I'm playing co-op. That's what we're going to be doing because that's the most fun thing. You feel like you're getting away with something. You feel like you're like um, going through your mom's purse or some shit. And I think uh, I'm going to wait and then play the PvP and just hope that somebody comes along and drops all that shit that they got. <laughs> they don't want it anymore. <laughs> hey, look, that guy died of a heart attack. Yes. Sweet. Forget <laughs> um, so... a friend. I need friends. <laughs> days you've been playing the hell out of pokemon huh uh yeah i've been trying to but yeah i've been playing pokemon i because it's easier to like i want to play dying light too but I, like i said i can't play it before bed especially because it'll just fuel my nightmares and so i'd rather play with some cute little pokemon and ride around on a white ear and just <laughs> whatever but yeah um just having a lot of fun playing that and leveling up my characters. I was talking to Lotion recently, and I think his char- I think his Pokemon are already like level sixty something. Mine are not Christ. that high. Yeah, he's been playing the shit out of the game, but um, I still am finding it a lot of fun. It's still bringing me back to the days of Pokemon, but with a much better graphic twist. Apparently, though, a lot of people are kind of up in arms about the graphics and they're arguing and a lot of people are don't really like the graphics and the way the in the direction that they went with this game they're saying that it could have been so much more and they felt like the potential wasn't reached um which is interesting i mean i don't agree with that but it does seem to be kind of mixed with that or at least i was finding some articles that were talking about that and a few people were complaining but now i don't know almost anything about pokemon but um i know that a lot of times their games are like they always had like they're called like diamond and crystal or red and blue or whatever whatever yes there's usually two there's usually two forms of the game mm-hmm. and they they explore two different two i mean one narrative but from two different sides and okay. tend to sell multiple copies and uh and they don't like each one will have a quote unquote like set of pokemon mm-hmm. um for the new region and you can't capture all of them unless you own both copies uh, oh yeah, it totally seems like it's, a cash grab. It's it's to quote unquote um, endorse trading or people to buy both copies. Yeah. yeah. 
Either yeah, or, because then you could trade with each other. But with this one, it seems to be different and almost like they're. It this is probably where the whole breath of wild thing of comparison truly is getting put in. Besides just obviously graphics being more three D and you know pixelated and stuff, but um, they have it where in our. Archaeus, it's like a almost like an ancient like spirit kind of thing guiding you through and you have like this unique special pokedex that looks a lot like um i can't remember what it was called in zelda breath of wild but it's almost like their codex that they have it's it's incredibly similar to that it almost looks like a a ripoff of it but i think that's how they're getting away with not having two or who knows maybe like the other like spirit will be the other one <laughs> so but so far it seems like you can access it seems to be almost a randomized group of pokemon that you're getting from across all the different lands um but it's not all of them because they also too want to encourage trading and that's their whole multiplayer stick is that you get different stuff like apparently i have a wide ear and like i don't think lotion does because you get like a a riding pokemon kind of first and i know some people had like ponyta and like i had y deer and so like they've kind of changed it up a little bit in that sense with it to also encourage trading but i think this time they're like legit doing it instead of coming out with a second one to get you to buy it i think um i mean i'm I'm one of those people that enjoys pokemon games a lot i was playing pokemon on vacation i took my switch i played I wasn't playing Pokemon Arceus because I want to finish um, the other one that came out. Um, but what I will say is I do know where people are complaining about it. And I do know why people are liking the new one. But what I will say is Game Freak, the company that makes Pokemon games, are infamously lazy. Um, they are, And there there are things that they're lazy about. And there are things that they should be lazy about. But there are things that like there are there is no excuse for like animations and like uh ma- like mathematics and things like that and like Arceus has some glaring issues but i think overall it's a good game i picked up two copies for my godsons <laughs> um but i don't think i'm going to be picking up a copy for myself but uh i i may wait and see what like if there's any dlc or anything like that so we'll see get it like as a bundle or something that's not a bad idea but i do think that it's worth it i like it it does make sense that like a certain a lot of are are assigned to you when you start the game and then that's all you can get and then yeah you have to trade to get the other ones that that totally makes sense Uh, and i don't that actually sounds like like a great way of doing it better than selling two fucking copies of the game which seems i don't know kind of rude (laughs) yeah you know I just, I do remember when they were first talking about multiplayer that almost gave a vibe or like a, a feel that, um, that you can play like a true co-op with your friend. You know what I mean? Like you and your buddy, like are sitting there catching Pokemon together. Like I'm super excited about that. And that's not what it is. It's just like, oh, we're going to allow you to do the same mechanic we've had since Pokemon Red. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I played a Dead Estate, uh, which has really good reviews. It's at ninety five percent, thirteen hundred reviews. Uh, it's basically a Binding of Isaac clone, uh, with a slightly skewed perspective. It's uh, was it's isometric, um, and uh, it when you're playing the game, it's like in modern day. It's like a guy with a shotgun, um, a girl with a shotgun, or a guy with a gun, and um, 
the the it feels kind of claustrophobic. The rooms are tiny, like really, really small, um, or at least it feels that way because of the the perspective. Um, maybe ultimately, like it has the same footprint as a Binding of Isaac room, but I don't I don't think so. They it's really cramped. There is not a lot of room, so the action happens really fast. Uh, you know, either it's you or them, and you know within you know. 30 seconds the fight's over um some buys it by the isaac rooms you could be there in there forever especially early on and it's something hard to hit you you could just be there fucking forever but this, in this they're like constantly coming at you and then there's furniture and like little things in the room that make the room even smaller um and they add uh another dimension because you can jump in this game which you don't see in these um twin stick shooters very often uh, but besides that i mean yeah it's a straight uh, by the Isaac clone, um, you know, you can see what the door is before you go in it. There's a sales one. There's a secret room. Um, all of that stuff. Um, I only played the demo. Demo's free. Um, I didn't play enough where like I could have a strong recommendation or or don't pick this up if you haven't played by the Isaac. I'd play that instead. But if you have played and you play looking for something similar, I mean, this is this is there. Um, I think I like Neon Abyss. Um, as far as a fight of Isaac clone, but um, yeah, um, I'm kind of like meh on it. I could go either way. Where to see a game like this in an isometric view? Yeah, it's it, it feels strange when you're playing it too, man. Like I played through two full levels, and, and well, I guess really there's other to... games that do that view that are like this, but just to have it like in that small room, like Binding of Isaac is, looks very strange. Yeah, it's it's odd. It's odd. Never really uh, the whole time I played it because I played it twice, and, and it was never never got comfortable with it. You never really know if you're dodging something correctly or jumping over something correctly because the the view is so skewed. I don't know. So maybe that's why I was I'm a little off put by it. But the action's fast and furious, which is nice. Too fast, so, too furious. Oh shit, um, Bobby. Are we going to talk about our new Patreon stuff? Yeah, let's do it. Why don't you talk about it? I'll show it on the screen here. Uh, because I don't have the stream up, Bobby. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so we redid our Patreon, and uh, we've got a lot at the $5 tier. So we highly encourage you to do that. That is the best way to support us. Also, Twitch subscriptions help. And speaking of that, thank you very much to Recycled coming in with 42 months. Wow. I'm not even sure we've been doing the podcast 42 months. That's how long that is. That's a long time. Well, that it, he has, he's been subscribing the longest. He holds the record. So he was subscribing right when we started streaming on Twitch. So that'll let you know right there how long we've been on crazy to think we used to do the podcast not on twitch yeah yeah where where did you guys do the podcast before uh either his house or yeah yeah we uh, we did it all over the place but for a while we were doing it on discord we just opened up a discord channel and people would jump in and uh just listen to us they couldn't see us but they would listen to us yeah and then for a while there, we were uh, like kind of, we had kind of like a live video editor, um, kind of like what 
um, Christian does, but like way more involved. And so um, at the end of the recording, we'd almost have something that was like YouTube ready right away. I mean, this is too, but it was like more, it looked more because we weren't also doing it live. So, um, but yeah, we've done all kinds of different iterations and this one's the most lazy and it feels great. One thing I do want to I do want to ask too is that if you if someone I mean if you guys could also uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, that would also get us more sponsorship uh, sponsorships and deals to uh, get us early access to new games and stuff, so we can make review videos. Uh, so yeah, that'd be awesome. Thank you. Yep. What do we got at the five dollar tier, Bob? Trying to bring that up here. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. I will talk about. Bagels. What are your guys' favorite bagels? Dude, I love, dude. Oh man. Okay, so first off, we ain't got no good bagels in Georgia. Um, second of all, uh, when I went to California, my mom's like, go to Noah's Bagels, and I'm like, all right, they have Asiago jalapeno bagels, and you can have them twice toasted, and they're so good. <laughs> so specific dude twice toasted I said, you know how fancy you just came off as a bagel snob then and i am but and he goes to starbucks you gotta... and he has like the long list of uh ingredients that he wants you know two shots of this not this add it with this <laughs> yeah you gotta, you gotta get it with strawberry oh uh, my God. he does have cheese. dude it's oh. so good i sound like a fucking terrible no, person I... but it's so good I'm... I am almost the opposite of that. Well, I guess uh, I like an everything bagel with just plain cream cheese. It's just it. Uh, everything. I mean, that has a lot of. Uh, so I was like, ah, yeah, it's not, it would be a plain bagel with plain cream cheese, which is probably what Bobby likes, right? Yeah, probably. Bagels. Yeah, I don't know. I like all sorts of bagels. Okay, so our Patreon is not updated yet. Apparently, we've still got to do that. So tune in next week, and we'll share the updates. <laughs> Great. Trust me, it's a lot, guys. Trust us. But it's yeah, it's gonna be good. Yeah. And one thing that uh, we can say is that we have another not suitable for work episode coming up. So at least getting in at the bottom level of the Patreon at the five dollar tier will get you that episode. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. All right, cool. I gotta write some material for that, or not write. Yeah. But I gotta come up with some stories for that. Well, or yeah. some questions. People, if you've got yeah, some questions, you can join with- us. Oh, sorry. Uh, who's going to be hosting that one? Is it going to be Diddy again? We don't know yet, but there will be a channel up in our Discord soon where you can post questions for that. But yep. the only people that will be able to listen will be, well, listen for a limited time because it's not going to be around forever. Uh, but <laughs> If any incriminating evidence is there. <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh, but the only people that will be able to listen will be Patreon subscribers. And uh, also, Amanda's going to be joining us for this one. That's right. Somebody, she's done some dirt. <laughs> I have I have lived quite a life. Yeah, so uh, any questions, any and all questions, submit them. Yep. Nice. Well, speaking of questions, it is time for listener questions. Oh, we forgot. We forgot a subscription here. SMJ Jeff coming in with 24 months, two years. Thanks, my Jeff. Hi, Karumba, he says. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> the dyslexic version of 42. Perfect. Yep. 42, 42 and 24. And 24. Nice. All right. Time for some listener questions here. We've got one for Sniper. He's not with us today, unfortunately. We'll save that for later. So 
This one's more of a comment coming from Warconius. He says, kudos to Emilio for uh, suggesting Vox Machina. Watched three episodes twice, and it's so brilliant. Aside from making us way more episodes, it really needs to be turned into a video game. A tactics RPG would be a great fit. Motherfucker, it's called D&D. That's where that show's from. For those who don't know, that's from Critical Role. Um, And Vox Machina is... Oh yeah, it's from Critical Role, which is a live stream D&D thing uh, hosted by a bunch of voice actors. Uh, They're on their third season and uh, it's not the exact same story because they didn't want... They want people who've watched... uh, who watched season one of Critical Role to be able to watch the animation on Amazon. Um, but yeah, you can definitely, um, yeah, if you want to play a game, you can play Dungeons and Dragons. Or Stolen Realms, because it apparently seems to be uh, very similar. It is. And it would be very easy for them to make a video game, actually, because they're all video game voice actors or show voice actors. This must have been the easiest thing for them to cast ever, dude. Like, (laughs) Who do we cast for this? Oh, yeah, them. Oh, yeah, us. And then, uh, but what what's interesting is Matt Mercer, you know, there's the, there's the whatever, seven people that are on the show. And then the DM. And the DM does like 200 voices. Like, he does everybody they ever meet, as a DM does, right? But they, in the show, they actually had to cast those people. But all they did was call their, all their voiceover buddies. So uh, that was easy. Um, Have you ever... If, you, if anyone ever wants a taste of like what their personalities are, just to see if you want to get into it or not... I just highly recommend that you just go on YouTube and just YouTube um, Critical Role uh, Halloween Moments. And it's hilarious because they just introduce themselves and who they're playing as like the Halloween, the Halloween episode. And one, just one of the moments they're like, this is the character that has always built my career. Soldier B. As such lines as, Ugh! Or get down, grenade, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, 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 they have a lot of comedic moments, not only just in game but outside of game and about work and video games and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, I I love these guys. I listen to them every day. I've talked about it forever. Now, don't get it twisted when they, you say a, a season of Critical Role compared to a season on TV. It's completely different a season on critical role takes four years three to four years um because you know they're doing it one day a week four hours at a time and it's this grandscaping you know huge epic tale that they go through so um it's actually a little scary for me because um i listened to campaign one for two, two first I'm listening to Camping One, which is Vox Machina. And so the show, even it's only four episodes in, I'm already catching up to where I am uh, on the regular show. So I'm going to start seeing content that I haven't listened to yet. So I might have to pick the cartoon on hiatus while I finished years of podcasts, uh, which takes a long time. You know, I, I get through about an episode a day, maybe. Maybe. That's a lot. That's saying a lot. Well, you'll be oh. able to listen to more while you're working nights, yeah? Yeah, I know. I just got switched back to nights for this week. So that's not great. No. But... All right. Next question coming from Zap. What's the worst food you've ever eaten? What's the most alcohol you've consumed in one night? I feel like those are not safe for work podcast questions. Jeez. 
But uh, I don't know. Who wants to go first for that? Uh, I'll go first. So the worst food I've ever eaten is I'll never forget. I went back to the like small farm town that I graduated high school with in the middle of nowhere, Michigan. And the waitress was actually somebody that I graduated high school with. And she was like, oh, these are the best. We've got the best fish tacos here. They're amazing. They're they're so good. They put like this aioli sauce on there and they're just absolutely delicious. And I was like, all right, I'm curious. I'll try it. It's like, no, it was fucking bad. It was it tasted so bad. It was like it tasted still frozen. And I was like, oh, man, it like I had no I don't know. I had no seasoning. And it was just it was it was gross. But can't trust a small farm town food, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, both of mine. It's funny because I'm pretty open about eating bugs. I, I do it just to gross people out. But then both of my answers are bugs. Um, I one time. I don't know. What, are, do you guys leave pizza out? Like no. after? Got, no, that's okay. Um, not, Is it I'm, a not gonna, I'm not trying to sound racist. That's a Mexican thing, dude. Yeah, it's a Mexican yeah, thing. It, 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 my girlfriend does that. Yep. Yeah. It checks out. <laughs> my my family does it. Literally, we ordered pizza. Both times we ordered pizza, we left it out. I go, Mexican thing. Yeah. Every time, dude. We, in general, just leave food out. Like, um, her, uh, not, not so much like my family, but like uh, Sam's family. Her mom comes over, cooks three dishes, and we just leave it out until it's gone. It doesn't even go in the fridge. It's weird. I know. Uh, who knows why we're all sick? Anyway, um, so we left pizza out. Thank you. We left pizza out. This is when I was a kid, and it was, um, it was a cold and rainy, stormy night, and uh, in the middle of the night, I, I go to I'm 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 up, I'm drinking water or whatever, and I was like, oh yeah, there's pizza. So I go and I. I bite into the pizza it was covered in slugs and i had to get through one it was disgusting i threw up it was it was bad i mean a slug guys a slug does it get Yuck. worse oh man how were you able to eat pizza after that that would scar oh, me dude i have uh, like i could i i don't have any hang-ups with food i can eat the same food every single day and never get sick of it I, I, it just doesn't happen to me or also i'll throw up on something and I eat it the next day like um uh, last weekend this will say how much i i drink 24 trulies guys 24 i, I i've never because i'm not a beer drinker so i've never said like i can i drank a 12 pack of beer or drank a case of beer i it's basically the same thing, right? So I drank a case of beer. It just happened. Like, I, I wasn't paying attention. We were just hanging out, and nobody else was drinking them. Next thing I know, they're gone, and I'm throwing up in the sink. Like a goddamn high schooler. Anyway, it was terrible. And the other uh, nasty thing I ate was when I was in Thailand. I was, again, eating bugs to, like, gross people out. And I ate, I ate this giant fried scorpion. Like, uh, you know, like, big. About the size of a sponge, I guess. A big, uh, and I ate it, and I, it was like whatever. And then some girls ran up to me, and they're like, "Hey, did you just eat a scorpion?" I was like, "Yeah." Is they're like, "Hey, if we buy it again, will you eat again?" And I was like, "Yeah." And then somehow, halfway through the second one, where I'm like, "This is when I decide that this is a mistake." Like, this is when my stomach says no more. So I start retching in the middle of Kosan Road, which is the. Uh, and people watching it, I'm just looking for any kind of corner to throw this shit out. But um, I, I powered through, but it was, it was it's rough. It was rough. I threw up in my mouth a little bit. 
Oh, man, that's disgusting. That's so yeah. fucking gross, dude. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all I can say is my. Uh, did i freeze yeah Uh, okay my bad mine was a jack-in-the-box chicken sandwich um and i got no problem with chicken sandwiches i got no problem with like chicken patties right um and this thing essentially was still frozen and the mayonnaise was like essentially like cake frosting and it smelled so fucking bad, dude. And then even just one bite gave me food poisoning. Like, I was throwing up. I was like, I didn't go to school for two and a half, you know, three days. Like, it was just all bad. And uh, I remember because I bit into it. I was going to go to my friend's house to play Marvel versus Capcom. I get there, and I'm just, I just start to sweat. I just start to sweat, and I'm like, I need to shit. Just let me shit. And I go in there, dude, and my shit's black, and it's just all liquid. And I call my mom, and I'm like, I got to go home now. I got to go home now. And she's I just dropped you off. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I just rushed back home. It was It was all bad. Yeah, that was the most disgusting thing I've ever eaten in my life. It's pretty gross. I don't, I didn't actually eat this food, but this is a good story anyway. So back when I was working at a school site and I was teaching the the video production class, these kids were working on a video where, I don't know, this was probably like 2015 or something. And what was really hot was all these like challenges videos, you know? So they wanted to do like crazy foods. So one of the Filipino kids brought in balut. Oh God. If you don't know what that is, it's an it's a fertilized duck egg. So it's like a like an embryo in a in an egg, and it smelled so bad when they were eating it in there. And I I had them clean up everything, but they did it in. We had this studio that walls were painted green. You know, we we filmed a bunch of stuff in there, but there was no windows and one door, and the door just went into my office. And then, you know, my office like let out to other rooms, but it smelled for probably a year. That smell stuck in that room. Couldn't get it out. And it was, it was awful. I smelt it every time and every time it made me sick. It was so gross. And that's like a delicacy over there. Yeah, it's kind of like for the those century who don't egg. Know, gross too. For those yeah. who don't know about Balut, um, so you were like, how do you eat it if there's bones? Because baby chicken is high. Um, they, um, the baby chicken or like the chicken in general, actually the, the bones aren't solidified. So they're like slightly chewy. And I'm not going to lie. It's pretty fucking tasty. I've actually eaten it. Um, most of the time in America, when you find balut, uh, it's, it's chicken eggs, but if it's duck egg, it's extra stanky. Um, I, I, I grew up with a Filipino best friend. And so, yeah, I, I know about the stank and I know about. Yeah. Just to eat it in a well-ventilated area is what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I don't think it tasted as bad as it smelled. I, I didn't taste it, but it just, it lingered, it stung the nostrils. 
smell like durian, dude. Durian Nick, smells you... like trash, but tastes like sweet garlic. <laughs> Nick, when you were explaining uh, the sensation of bones in your mouth, uh, Days looked so disappointed. Uh, not just like with you, but like with humans and culture and just in general. <laughs> I have an expressive face. <laughs> it's one of those moments where it's like, come on, fool, what are you, stupid? Like, what are you, what are you, what are you, little girl? Eat it. And I'm just like, uh, <laughs> and I ate it. And I'm like a 12 year old kid surrounded by a bunch of Filipino people, and they're just like, you're becoming a man today. But one of us good. all right so the most alcohol uh consumed in one night i have a few I'm trying to remember that's always the hard part right when you've consumed the most alcohol in one night uh sometimes you, you remember? don't remember that night yeah <laughs> um i think there was like a a college party that i went to in time um where we were celebrating margaritaville and i definitely blacked out starting at like 5 p.m. and didn't go to bed until almost 5 a.m. I don't really know what happened. I know I woke up with a whole bunch of scratches on my like knees, so I know I fell a bunch, but uh, I made it home and I was fine and just wandering through the the alleys of Detroit, hammered. (laughs) Super safe. I made it. So can you. (laughs) It's what? You have an angel on your shoulder. Yeah, for real. No, I had I had good friends too, though. Oh, that's like good. I I think we all went home like hammered and stuff. It's just, yeah, I don't I don't necessarily remember too much other than ripping off. I mean, when I woke up, I had no sheets, nothing, everything. It like it looked like a tornado went through my room. So I definitely struggled finding my bed. I think, but <laughs> so I don't know. I don't do don't do that anymore. <laughs> so not going for a high score of alcohol consumed. What about you guys? The most I've ever drank was 12 Bud Lights in one night and then um, half of a bottle of vodka and it was it was Stoli and then half of a bottle of um, Tres Generaciones and then uh, that was not a good time uh, because we mixed everything with grenadine uh, because we didn't know how to fucking drink. And so we were putting grenadine in in beer. We were putting grenadine in with vodka and tequila. And that was the night that I did a vomit backflip um, and landed in my own puke. And my friends, I'm pretty sure, saw my dick that day um, because they. Uh, I woke up with not the same underwear I put on that night. So, yeah, that's... Uh, that's the vomit backflip story. I woke up, there was vomit on the ceiling. <laughs> hey, uh, on the uh, ceiling. Word to the wise here, dude. Uh, it wasn't the grenadine that was the problem, dude. Dude, it, I'll never forget it my friends. My friends telling me about the story because, like, I, I've never blacked out my life except for that one, and I, and and from that point on, I never I never really drank that much ever again. Like I never want to drink that much, and actually, I I don't really drink that often anymore. Anyways, like I probably drink once a week, and if I do, it's pretty sparingly. It's only when I play D anD D. Um, and <clears throat> it's like 
they they were like we knew something was wrong when we saw the cat literally sprint across the fucking floor and we just heard the loudest thud in the world and the whole house shook and we're not gonna say it was your 284 pound ass hitting the floor but we think it was i'm like thanks man had to be a fly in the world well i guess i'd get coverage of vomit yeah <laughs> you're not even safe on the ceiling either that's the sad part yeah. hide under the couch bobby you want to hide your answer behind a paywall um yeah i don't really have any good stories about about large amounts of alcohol i consumed i don't know it wasn't um you're talking about yeah. all the time yeah i don't know yeah I, I i can't really tell any stories without getting into the uh <laughs> The NSFW. I don't want to step on uh, any material that possibly used for that. So it's subscribe good. to we that Patreon. Him, yeah, we gave them R three for free. But <laughs> everything's else behind that paywall, buddy. I want the real dirt? You gotta, you gotta pay. Yeah. All right. What's next? All right. Rabbit asks, "What's the most frustrated you've ever got playing a game?" Um. Damn, I have this one. Uh, losing my save file for Mass Effect being 70% of the way through the game. Mass Effect 2. Um, and one. I was on a perfect run. It was... I mean, uh, I'm sorry. Not Mass Effect. Um, Dead Space 2. I was on a perfect run where you it's the, the difficulty where you can't die, and if you beat it without dying, and you only get three saves, you get the foam finger... Um, and you get the achievement, and I wanted to perfect that game, and I lost the save, and I, I like, legitimately cried. <laughs> I was, like, 15. <laughs> I was, like, all that work gone. What happened? How'd you lose the save? I I think it's because uh, my dumb ass used to turn off the PlayStation by hitting the switch in the back of it, and so I just, I think I just fucked up the hard drive. Because you know, you just do that while it's on, you're like, Oh, you know, my mom's like, Dinner's ready, so snap. And you know, every time, every now and then, I'd be like, Oh, hard drive recovery. And I didn't know what that meant, I was just a dumbass teenager, and that you know, and so yeah. The worst I, I part was... about that story, dude, is you probably thought you were cool, you're like, Oh, I use the switch that nobody else uses, or some shit. Why would you be using that switch? I have no clue, man. <laughs> I have no clue. You know, oh, you know what it was? My mom would yell at me for "quote unquote" leaving the PlayStation on because if you left, if you left the PlayStation uh, with the Switch on, it would have the little standby light because it would be on on standby mode. And she's like, "Turn your fucking PlayStation off." I'm like, "Ugh, all right, whatever." So I that's how I just turn it off. I would never just put it in fucking uh, yeah. on standby mode. You know, my that mom sounds like your mom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my nephew, uh, your brother, uh, hit the reset button when I was on the last level of um, Super Mario. I never beat Super Mario Brothers. I would always get lost in the maze at the end before Bowser. I know there was like a some sort of down, up, down or something like that. Right, Bobby? Was the first Super A Mario? and start. Yeah, the first Super Mario. Like, you would, I think, the you would have to go through the cave in a certain way otherwise it would flip over and start again oh yeah they had one of those yeah i don't think i ever beat the first super mario bros yeah i was about to and your goddamn brother fucking hit the reset button dude out 
Ooh, white Sounds hot like rage. That's exactly what it was. White hot rage. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like my I don't brother. know. See, I played MOBAs, so I feel like I got a million of those stories. Although I never really like got super upset. I just got super annoyed. You know, that's gonna happen, man. MOBAs—they just turn you against everyone. <laughs> they turn you into this horrible misanthrope. But I can't think of any particularly exciting incident where I got super upset. I don't even think I ever really rage quit, but it did get pretty frustrating, man, because yeah, pretty dependent when, on your teammates in MOBAs. Back when Bobby's podcasting was all of the hots all of the time, about every three weeks he'd come on and talk, talk to us about some some weird uh, thing that went down like right now in my background. Uh, but no, it, it would be about a person or something. And he's like, "Oh no, this guy, this guy, guys, listen up!" And then he just like go on about why why this guy was wrong and all this stuff. So, yeah, when it's your whole life, man, and you take it even more personally too. Yeah, I feel oh, that though. Yeah, I mean, because like playing Call of Duty and first-person shooters is very similar to that too. There's a lots of rage-inducing nights, and then playing Ark is just really loving to hate yourself i guess because there's a lot of rage quitting nights in that too like the only one i can think of where like i straight up quit the game and i couldn't play for a while it it was arc it was like i was i think i had found like the highest level quetzal i've seen and i tried and i had it like um knocked out so i was trying to feed it trying to tame it you got to knock out a dinosaur and then feed it like narcotics and on top of it feed it whatever kind of food would be best for it but it's very vulnerable so you have to protect it so i was all nervous because i was like oh it's a little baby and i want this <laughs> and then like a fucking t-rex came up and just ganked it from me and like i had been spending all like i had spent hours looking for this thing and then finally got it made sure that the area was fine i don't know where the hell the t-rex came from or how i missed something as big as a t-rex but uh yeah and then i was like fuck this game i'm done and i had to quit and i couldn't play it for like a week because i was so angry i had spent so much time getting everything ready and all these like special kibbles and shit and it's just like just gone like that and you can't with a creature like that one like a quetzal too like they're they're pretty rare i feel like at least the server i was on they're not all over they're not super common they're not common like a, a certain ass. amount of them that can exist on the server at once yeah, yeah. very rage inducing <laughs> yeah it, 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 anybody off. the amount of times that I, that arc has almost made me want to a either kill my friends or just made me want to burn down like half of the universe has been pretty bad because like like she said either it's the npc dinosaurs that are like "Ooh, a sleeping other dinosaur let me eat it and you're like you can just see like the notification like the dinosaur you've either just tamed or that you're taming has just been eaten and you're like fuck <laughs> or you time. grow so attached to one because you'll spend all this time like you know taking care of it building it up making it strong and then like you log off for a little bit and then when you log back on you're like where is it and you check the log and it had died and especially if it died from something stupid then it's like bro <laughs> so much work like just gone oh I hate that none of these stories make me want to play this no, the it's game is it. amazing. It's worth it. <laughs> we'll be right back. Um, we'll both be there for Arc 2. Sure, 
Just make sure just make sure you play with Cricket so he just shows up with like 18 fucking dragons. And you're like, oh, okay. Or SOCOM. Yeah. He's another game breaker. Yeah. Yeah. All right, last question from Death. Have you ever considered uploading the streams or creating a YouTube channel? Or is this a thing already? It is a thing already. And uh, I mean, anybody and everybody that watches this thing uh definitely does it uh through the podcast form because uh one has thousands and the other one has single digits so uh but yeah I, I i don't know what it is maybe that we put zero effort we put we hit uh end and then uh we just uploaded it straight to youtube cuz yeah, we're adults. so the the videos on youtube are just the streams and we just upload them to there. So you can watch them if you want. We do have other stuff on our YouTube channel. You got to kind of dig around to find it. But I have my old video game movie reviews up there. We've got a few other just random things on our YouTube channel. There's actually some content other than the episodes. But I don't do a whole lot of that. Yeah. So one thing I was actually going to I was gonna talk to you guys about. But I guess I'll just mention it right now. Is that when... When uh, Total War Warhammer 3 comes out, I was going to make a YouTube video that's about 20 minutes long, and I was going to title it Deep Dives with DLG. And uh, I, I'm I'm thinking we should talk about maybe making YouTube videos about games that we, like, obsess about or really, really like. Um, so, yeah. That's a good was, idea, man. And so I know how to edit videos. I was going to edit it and have you guys take a look at it and then upload it. It doesn't. It's not like a time-required thing. Um, it's just that I, I obviously love Warhammer so much that I can't shut the fuck up about it. So why not put all that energy into good and, uh, get a video done. Into so. good. <laughs> yeah. I like uh, it. yeah. Uh, yeah, I like it too. I think I could, I could, yeah, do. You could always use more content on YouTube. Yep. Um, so who, we're kind of messed up because Days selected a game and nobody played it except for her and she hated it so it was weird um, I don't know if she should get another try um, I don't know who's up because this week was kind of like unofficially dying light so I mean if we're going I mean we can't even go clockwise because we're all what do you, you want to do guys we could do a fresh start I mean maybe if we all agree on a game it sounds like it sounded like we were kind of interested in Lost Ark, and that's yeah. I'm I'm down for Lost Ark. I'm down let's for do, Lost, let's Ark do Lost Ark, Ark as well. Yeah. All right, done deal. All right. Uh, besides that, uh, I think I'll be playing Dying Light this week. What about you guys? I'll be playing Dying Light as well. Oh, oh and yep. Pick up Stolen Round. If not, maybe look for one in your inbox. I'm gonna be sending it over to you because playing this multiplayer. I mean, I want to add more and more people. Is that uh, on Game Pass? Stolen Round. No. I think it's 20 bucks. You know what's funny? The only I had it on my wish list and um I put it into when during the lunar sale I put it into my cart. Kind of a long story, but um uh, I lost my credit card, so I put in my new credit card so I could buy Dying Light. For some reason, I never cleared my cart, so I accidentally bought Stolen Realm and I was like, "Oh shit, I fucking bought this $20 game for um that I'm not going to play." And then I was while Dying Light was downloading. I was like, "Hey John, you want to play this?" He's like, "Sure, I'll, I'll I'll bite." So we start playing, and then we like didn't even want to play Dying Light. We're enjoying Stolen Realm so much. Nice. So, yeah. It is also on sale right now for sixteen dollars. They're having a promotion until February twentieth. 
Still in Rome. It's, yeah, so go buy it, guys. All right. Well, I'll probably be playing some Ready or Not. Hopefully going to get into that game. And I would love to play with some people in the community. Um, hopefully my schedule is going to be back to normal again and I'll be around on Fridays. So I would love to get into that on Friday night. Also, I might be playing uh, some For the King with Bobby and Lizzie again. So now yeah, that we're yeah, back we in town. That back so up. We got we to gotta pick up our campaign. Yep. Yeah. All right, folks. Nope. All right, everybody. Uh, speaking for days. Uh, not Chris, uh, Nick, uh, Bobby, and myself. Um, <laughs> um, let's go with. Um, let's see. What are we talking about here? Um, lost, lost titties. Sure. Lost titties. Bye, guys. <laughs>